Welcome to the Behind the Bliss podcast, where Mary Scott Mercer and Rachel Autry bring weekly conversations to encourage, inspire, storytell, and share. Each episode is designed for you to feel met in your mess and balanced in your bliss. Here's today's conversation. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bliss. I'm your host this week, Rachel, and I am so excited to bring you my friend, Zane Mahone. Zane has all the knowledge on all things girly, and we are so excited to bring you this conversation. We talk about insecurities, body issues, the importance of knowing our body well, and all the really neat things that our bodies are meant to do. With all that being said, we do cover some topics that might not be so friendly for little ears. We talk about eating disorders, sexual impurities, and the menstrual cycle. Yes, I said it. We talk about it all. So without further ado, let me introduce you to my friend, Zane. Hey, Zane. Hey, Rachel. I am so excited that you're here. Seriously. Thank you so much for having me. In real life, episodes are always my favorite. And by that, I mean a lot of our episodes are recorded remotely. So like we have people call in and this is one-on-one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I love this. In person. Yes, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so I want to just jump right on in, and I want to hear all about you, where you're from, who you are. Give us this little Spark Notes version of who Zane is. Ah, okay. Well, my name is Zane, and yes, it's a boy's name, but um, I'm a girl, and I'm from small town Ozark, Alabama, and then I went to Auburn, graduated with a child life degree to be a child life specialist in the hospital. But we had different plans, got married the month after we graduated, and um, the internship I had was in California, but gave that up, and now um, stayed in Birmingham. My husband's in dental school, and we're in Birmingham, and I've just been jumping around different jobs trying to figure out, you know, where God actually really wanted me to be. Yeah. Because um, I, didn't, I didn't know out of college, and I still didn't know in college, that's for sure. Um, but as I worked as a child life specialist and doing a lot of work with children who were terminally ill or had like some kind of medical issue um we kept feeding them like jello packets or processed foods and all while doing this i developed a lot of hormonal imbalances um myself and a lot of health issues and i had eating disorders in college um from cheering and so everything was just hitting at once and i was like why aren't we just eating good why aren't we just taking care of ourselves? um and so i just started doing a lot of research i ordered like 20 books off of Amazon. My husband was going crazy. He was like, every day we have a new book. And they were like, textbooks. Um, but I loved learning about it and going back to scripture and going back to Genesis and like how we were created and comparing what we're learning today with the modern world. It's like a trend now to be healthy, but like right. God created it. And so kind of figuring out how that all plays a role now and then, um, It's a long story short, but I was blessed to be able to go back to school and went to get certified in integrative nutrition and certified in hormones. So here I am. Um, I am now certified in all of that thing, those things. I have my own little business where I coach people and I have a job where I get to teach really fun classes. Sorry, that was not no. a Sparks Note version. I was just about to say that's one of the best Spark Notes versions we've heard. Oh, really? Yes. I feel like we just went full circle. Okay, cool. I know you so well now. Okay, good. Here we are. <laughs> Hello. Okay, what's your husband's name? His name's Will. Will. Will yes. and Zane. Will and Zane. So cool. The boys' names. And y'all met in high school or yeah. college? High school. We've high dated since 10th grade. Okay. 
And then I did want to ask a quick question about the eating disorder. You yeah. said you dealt with that in college. Yes. Do you feel like it developed in college or did you kind of have, okay, this is why I'm asking. Yeah. So I, fun fact slash <laughs> confession, I um, competed in pageants in high school and college. Yeah. Oh my word. Yep. Good yep. for you. And uh, it got to a point where I never forced myself to get sick and I never, um, I never kept myself from eating. Um, That's so good. But I would say I still formed an eating disorder because of the ways that I thought about it. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I'd eat one M&M and I'd be like, oh, there's four mile run. Yep. And I feel like it's the same as if I had made myself get sick because exactly. it's consuming my mind and my thoughts in my heart. And so yeah. I wanted to quickly jump into that because I don't feel like that there's a lot of transparency in that world, obviously. I think there's a lot of shame that comes with it. it did, and so you said a lot of it came from cheerleading. And it all started with a boy in eighth grade, huh? He called me. He told me my legs were stocky. Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> it's fine. Um, I know he didn't mean anything by it, but as an eighth grade girl, that's not something you want to hear. No. Um, and so from then on, I went on. As an adult, that's not something I want to no, hear. I don't no. want to hear it now either. So... Um, Anyways, that just kind of sparked. I was like, oh, wait, my legs don't look like what the world wants them to look like. They don't have this long, lean ballerina, like cheerleader legs. And then um, at the same time, I was considering quitting gymnastics and becoming a high school cheerleader, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And I did. (laughs) Um, So I quit, became a cheerleader in high school, absolutely loved it, and didn't really develop an eating disorder until senior year when I competed in it was junior miss back then, but I think it's distinguished young women now. Interesting. I know what you're talking about, though. It's more of a scholarship program. <laughs> I do not do well with pageants. But anyways, um, I did that. And that was there was a lot of things that went into my image. And it just kept eating at me that I didn't have this perfect image of what all these other girls who had won this pageant before or all these other cheerleaders looked like. Um, I was different. And so it really hit when I got to college freshman year and everyone was like oh are you gonna try out for cheerleading and um I was like yeah I'm you know I think I'm good like of course I'm gonna try it and going through that process it is I mean it's it's bad um I mean you're comparing yourself left and right to every girl who's trying out there's like 50 to 80 girls trying out and it's you know, dog eat dog I mean and I feel like you're comparing more than just body type you're comparing talent you're comparing body type hair color tenure <laughs> how long they've been there you're I mean there's yes. so many things that go into that oh that would eat me alive. and personality and personality um a lot of them were really outgoing and I was really shy and so that first year my talent helped me make it but mm-hmm. then we have an interview round where this is actually really embarrassing my first year trying out I didn't make it um I am known as the girl who cried in my interview because <gasps> they asked me a question about my confidence level and I was like yeah, I don't really have confidence, which oh. I should not have said in an answer for a cheerleading interview, but I did. And, and you were like, hey, no shame. This yeah, is who I am. No shame. I'm not confident. Um, but, you know, they didn't really love that answer, and I left crying. And um, But it's fine. The next year, I made it, and the coach, Miss Letitia, she actually said, hey, you're not crying this year. Um, so that's great. But anyways, <laughs> um, as we got into cheerleading and I mean, the uniforms are one size fits all. So like you fit into the uniform that they've had for years and years and years. They're passed down. They're not fit to your body. You fit the uniform. Really? Yes. 
<laughs> so that was fun. Um, and I have, I have hips and a butt. So, I mean, slimming that down is pretty hard. Um, <laughs> not going to lie. Hey, it's okay. There's a lot of people that pay a lot of money to have hips and <laughs> Well, I got it. I got it. <laughs> um, but anyways, went through that process. And as I was doing that, I just became really obsessive about what I was eating. Um, not so much calorie counting. That was more high school. But college was more... I just need to not eat carbs <laughs> ever because that's going to go to my hips. And, you know, I was eating like an apple for breakfast, an egg for lunch, and a sweet potato for dinner. Um, and that was that was it. I thought that was healthy because those are healthy foods. But it was so obsessive about I don't need to amount. eat too much. Yeah. Um, and I was overworking out. I mean, all of my roommates can attest to this. I would get up at like 3 a.m. I would go to the gym and I would walk like three miles on incline, walking back and forth between classes go to practice after class, and then make myself go walk a couple miles after practice. Do you look back on this and you're like, what was I thinking? Yes, all the time. I'm like, I was absolutely, like, something, there was like two people in my head. I felt like, one was like, what are you doing? And then the other one was like, well, you got to look good because you have a game coming up. You have Mm -hmm. a fitness uniform and everyone's going to judge you. Um, So it was a constant, constant battle in my head. All the while, I was on birth control and I do feel like it heightened a lot of those issues. Mm. Um, it kind of messed up my mental stability, my mental health. Um, yes, the only re- I mean, it kind of came to a head after I no longer was cheering, graduated Auburn, um, got married, mm-hmm. and then moved to Birmingham. I lost my identity as a cheerleader, as an Auburn student, as a single you know, woman. Anything. Oh my gosh, Zane, you also need to know, I I had an identity crisis. Me too. The first four months of marriage. I was freaked out. I panicked. Yes. But not even because of the choice I made, but because of this new new venture. I had no idea what I was doing. There's so many changes that happen in that one little season. Yeah. And it's so fast. And you're like, I don't even know who I am anymore. Correct. Um, and that's where I was at. And, that, and the eating disorder followed you into marriage. Oh, yes. And Will was a Definitely. part of that. Yeah, yes. Okay. Um, well, since we're all about being vulnerable <laughs> and open. Um, I was about to say, if you want, you can. If not, yeah, hey, I'm it's going okay. To be. Um, and this is not something I tell people openly, but I mean, here we go. On a podcast. <laughs> On a podcast. <laughs> but um, yes, so since I had, and throughout college, I, I feel like I did worship my body. I idolized what I looked like. Um, to the point where, um, I, me and Will did have sex before marriage and that wreaked a lot of havoc. Um, Mm -hmm. just because, I mean, mentally that's just not something I ever pictured myself doing. But, um, I was so obsessed with the way I looked and how much I put an effort into the way I looked. I love the way he thought I looked. Admired and affirmed. Yes. Oh my gosh. We just talked about this the other day, some friends and I, about how when you have that God-sized hole. It's yes. just so easy to go into impurity in a lot of different forms, but specifically sexual impurity because it's some, especially if it's a body image issue, because it's a man saying, I appreciate your body. Yes. And it's the affirmation you've always wanted to hear. Yeah, it felt good. Just know you're not alone because there's so many people I just had talked <laughs> to that feel the same way. Yeah. Good, good to know I'm not alone on no, that No, you're not. Um, but yeah, so we tried to stop before we got married and we're like, this is so wrong. We're really tried and then when we did get married it was like where did that go mm-hmm. um and I didn't want him to see me anymore because I did gain weight after we got, got married um I wasn't cheering I wasn't working out as much I my PCOS snuck in um or snuck in which is post cystic 
what is it? You're so close. It's polycystic, polycystic ovarian, ovarian syndrome. Ovarian system. It's syndrome. It's so system. weird. Something's <laughs> wrong. Something about your ovaries, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's an issue. It's yeah. a fun issue. But all of that really snuck in right after college, and then anxiety, depression, and yeah. you know, we didn't have sex. Um, I didn't want to because right. I felt like I was not worthy for that anymore because my body didn't look the same. Yeah. Um, my so, friend Haley says that the the enemy's biggest goal when you're not married is to get you in bed and his biggest goal when you are married is to keep you out of bed. Wow. And it's so true. Because that's, I mean... That is so true. Because it messes everything up. It really does. Yeah. Because you're intimate when you're not really supposed to be quite yet yeah. and then you're not intimate when you kind of have to be. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> hey. I like that. And that is so... That's just a marriage thing in general. Yeah. Everyone deals with it, is dealing with it, or is going to deal with it. Yeah. We've... We, yes. We... We're definitely in a season of it just was difficult and weird to be vulnerable. And if you're not spiritually and emotionally vulnerable, how can you expect to be physically vulnerable yeah. with your spouse? Like, it's just very odd. It's a lot. So if you're not married and you're listening, it's okay if you face that issue. Because when I came into marriage and it was an issue, like, in the first few months of marriage, and I was like, what am I doing? This is supposed to be a honeymoon season. Like, we're yes. supposed to be freaking rabbits right exactly. now. And we're not. What's happening? Like, it was we're, so not bunnies, like we're, we're not bunnies. We're not bunnies. Like, my prenatal <laughs> counselor told me we would be. I was like, what's wrong? And it got to a point where I had to tell someone, and it was them that said, me too. Like, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with you. Pressure is off. Yeah. Y'all need to sit down, have a glass of wine, have a conversation. You know? Yeah. And it took a wine conversation and, you know, and feelings start happening again. But I think that the lie that we, that Hollywood tells us, that books tell us, that just romance stories from our friends tell us is. There's so much pressure behind It's going to happen all the time, every day. And and it doesn't because it's a battle the enemy's trying to fight with you, against you. So. I just so feel like that needs to be said. Freedom, you're okay if you're married and you're in a slump. It happens. If you're not married and you think it's you're never going to have an issue with this, <laughs> buckle up. It just happens. It's coming. It's coming. So thank you for your honesty because yes, people, yeah, people get set free from vulner- with vulnerability. So it's true. It happens. Yeah. Um, a lot has come from that. So while it was hard in that season – I thought all of these things, I was just unworthy. I was not attractive. All of these things, I was completely broken to a point where the only place I could turn since, I mean, also, Will was in school working. I mean, he was from 7 a.m. and then I was working till 9 p.m. So I never saw him. Mm-hmm. So it's like, where do I go? Um, and I was forced, you know, oh, I guess I'll crack open that Bible. Like, I know that's my <laughs> only hope right now. Um And I found so much freedom in just learning how he created my body and what he created it for. Um, And just being able, I did go to counseling. I went to a counselor here and, you know, I just was poured into and she taught me how to just see myself as the Lord's, not as Will's, not as my own, Mm -hmm. um, and see my body as his holy temple. And so moving forward, I was like, okay, career change, like, I want to do this. Right. Um, and so I took care of my health. I healed. Well, you can't heal PCOS. You can't make it go away. But um, all of my symptoms, I mean, the doctor told me, you're never going to have a child. You're never going to have a regular cycle. You're going to have acne. You're going to have weight gain. I mean, these things you can't really control. Um, but I've been able to lose weight. I have a regular cycle every month. 
I know when I'm fertile. Your skin is beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> I work acne. really hard on my skin. Um, so, I mean, I've, I've just gotten away from identifying myself with anything that this world throws at me, whether it's being an Auburn cheerleader or someone who has PCOS or any of those things. I can't identify myself as that. And so then eventually I did go to school and just learning about, oh my gosh, Rachel, the nutrients and all the foods that grow and even, even the essential oils, like everything that enters into your body is so perfect. Mm-hmm. Like it's absolutely perfect for our bodies. So and just cool. seeing his provision in every apple, bell pepper, every green leaf, everything, it's amazing. And even scriptures say, you know, the fruit of the trees will be thy food and the leaves will be thy medicine. And it's so true when you learn the science behind all of this of how the oils from those plants can directly go into your cells and how the food nourishes each part of your body. It's just it's amazing. And um, I'm interested. Okay, I really <laughs> want you to expand on... Okay, so you went from a place of being pretty unhealthy. Yes. Physically, mentally, spiritually, yes. maritally. Been Very. there. Hey, <laughs> me too, girl. I was on that team. <laughs> and now we're at a place where you feel like a lot of what you've learned and what you've de- dove into, dived into, dove into. I don't know how you say that. Yes. What, yes. Like what you've wanted to learn has helped you overcome a lot of this. So some tidbits, golden nuggets. Like if you could tell anyone anything to turn around their health, um, if you had five minutes to sit down with a friend and tell them these are the top three, four, or five things I would tell you you need to start or stop doing, what would they be? Okay, great question. I get that a lot, actually. Okay, yes. Like what are the first things I can do? And the first thing is to know that holistic health is not being a caveman. It doesn't mean, oh, I'm not going to shave my armpits and I'm not going to shave my legs. Um, It means focusing on multiple aspects of your health and trying to find that balance. Holistic. Holistic. Yes. Um, And knowing that you're never going to be perfectly balanced. You're always going to be chasing the balance. Um, And then the biggest, 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 biggest tip is to always keep Christ at the center. Because if you don't, Amen. Exactly. (laughs) Jesus is the answer. (laughs) Um, but if you don't, you can become obsessive with your food, whether, even if it's like, I'm sure you've heard of orthorexia, Mm -hmm. um, where people are just obsessive about a certain way of eating or a certain way they eat. And they're just very particular about things or being addicted to exercise or being so far off the spectrum where you think that just being creative is enough healthy Mm -hmm. or holistic healthiness for you. I don't know if that makes sense, but, um, getting to a point where Christ is in the center and then you have like this wheel of all of these other things circling around him, keeping you balanced. Um, I think that what what you said earlier in the episode that a lot of times these days, health and food and holistic living is a trend. Yes, it's very trendy. (laughs) And a lot of times trends can be worshipped. Yes. And so taking your eyes off of the author and maker of the trend and the the provider of it all is at the root of it. Yeah. And is not supposed to be not noticed or mistaken yes. if you're doing it to be healthy, if you're doing it to honor your body. Yes. And I fall short on that all the time. Um, I have a, this little wellness wheel that I keep where Christ is literally the rock in the center of this wheel. Um, I mean, if he's not in the center... Forget then, about it. Forget about <laughs> yeah. being healthy because... The, what you look, if you look to the world for these answers, you're just going to be so lost. I mean, yes, you might feel healthy for a little bit because yeah, good food makes you feel good, but it's only going to be temporary. It's not satisfying. Um, no. And I'm reading a book right now. Tell us. Ugh. 
I can't think of the name. I think it's called Back to Eden. It's a really old book, like from 1930s. Um, really? But it's written by a pastor and a preacher who, he was known as like a healer back then because back then the pastors and preachers of churches were the healers. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talked about how, you know, God was the first artist. He was the first one to establish creativity, joy, good food, good move- movement, all of these things that are so trendy in the world right now. He's the, he's the trendsetter. He oh, created all of this. I love that. And so all we're doing with holistic health, or what I like to say I'm doing, is to take people back and tell them to remember what God did. Remember, this is his, and by doing this, you are his. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not ever going to be a perfect balance because, I mean, even with like a prayer life or s- establishing a relationship with God, it's not just one thing that you pour into. And it's not ever a perfect balance of, yes, I feel good with everything I've got going towards God right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so with holistic health, yes, there's multiple aspects you can pour into, but it's never going to be perfectly balanced. I mean, like right now, um, I'm in a stage where I have so much going on with my new job and with my own clients that I'm not taking care of myself. I'm not making time to cook for myself as like I used to. Um, and this that's on the spectrum. So I know I need to, I'm seeing my imbalances and how it's kind of manifesting how I'm living my life. And, um, and by, I mean, I don't know, you can just notice your differences and your imbalances by taking a step back and saying, okay, God, where are you calling me? Where am mm-hmm. I showing up really well? But like, where do I really need to focus in on? And right now it's just on me, <laughs> um, on my body and get back to investing more time into that. I love how you listen to yourself, you know, and listen to what you're, it's taken like, so long. Yeah. So long to find that connection. Totally. Um, so last episode with Allie Weingarten, yes. who is the owner and founder of True 40 Studio here in Birmingham, she talked all about mind-body connection. And I think this does so well to follow up and play on that and say, really, it's so neat how the Lord did create soul, spirit, and mind. And yes. I mean, soul, spirit, mind, body, like all of it. <laughs> and they all work intricately together. And when you forget about one piece, you're missing the whole picture. Yes. And listening to your body when you're full, listening to your body when you're thirsty, listening to your body when you're coming down with a sickness and you just need to stop and rest or listening to your heart when you're not healthy. Yeah. And, oh, so good. It's good. It's cool when you hear it several different times. Yeah. Because then you know it's true. And it you're is not very the only true. one saying it. Exactly. Yeah. And so now, obviously, it's hard to be at a place for me personally where I feel completely healthy. That I'm like, yeah, I got it going on. Like, <laughs> I, I'm spiritually healthy. My marriage is healthy. <laughs> yeah. What's on my plate is healthy. Like, it's never at a point that I'm like, I... I, I'm great. I'm good. There's yeah. always a place of construction that the Lord's doing on me. And I, I think that's where you should be. And it's healthy it's too. It's a good place to be. Mm-hmm. There's always improvement. There's always improvement with our relationship with him, always improvement in our marriages and how we are eating. And also our bodies are constantly changing, especially at, I mean, I'm 24. So my body is still in this process of changing hormones and going through all these stages. So no, what I ate last year is not going to work for me now. So I have constantly, you need to have that connection and know how do I feel myself now? Mm-hmm. Now that I'm doing this, how can I nourish myself now? Um, not just with food, but with all the different things. I mean, your interests are going to change. What your creative outlet is, it's going to change. Um, so being able to really connect and be able to roll with the punches is incredibly important to stay healthy. I love it. 
And so part of, obviously, changes, especially that happen in female bodies, is we go through the (laughs) menstrual cycle. (laughs) So fun. It was funny. Mary Scott and I talked before doing this, and she was freaking out because she's definitely tried a few of the things that you've posted and mentioned about. Yeah. Especially with getting cycle on more of a normal schedule, (laughs) normal cycle, just getting it, even if it has stopped getting it back going. So if you are uninterested, if you're a guy listening, probably, you know, fast forward a few (laughs) seconds because this is going to be very interesting for you. And I was telling Thomas, we were talking about this this morning. He was like, you're talking about your period on your podcast. And I was like, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, we are. And not enough people talk about it. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't think anyone does. No one knows what they're doing. No one tells you. And so... Okay, first question, has PCOS had an effect, obviously, on your cycle? And that's kind of given you the propel to figure it out and figure out what foods help, what what helps. I d- yeah, all the interests. Okay, I'm actually going to read Mary Scott's question verbatim. <laughs> okay. Because she was freaking out. She's like, please, please ask us. Okay. She said, <laughs> why cycle syncing to balance your hormones? Why is it important? Okay. Great, great question. Um... So first of all, when you're when you first start your period, 13, 14, 15, or maybe even nine years old, I don't know. Um, I met someone who started at nine. Um, you are just thrown into a loop of okay, I bleed once a month, mm-hmm. and that's all you know. You know, okay, there's just one time a month I need to know about my hormones where I'm bleeding. That's it. Um, and that's then, me. I'm like, if yeah, I don't have tampons. I'm good. <laughs> exactly. That's all I care about. <laughs> Exactly. And so that's all you know. And then if things are imbalanced or you have acne or yada, 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 you go to the doctor and you get on birth control. It's like, it's a thing. It's a, it's a fix. It's a fix. Yeah. It's a bandaid. Um, and so coming off birth control, you're like, well, what do I do now? Um, and so I was on for seven years and then never worked out for me. I was constantly changing dosages. Um, but I came off and I was like, okay, PCOS I can't have a regular cycle. Um, So what happens is you have cysts on your ovaries that can grow. And if they grow too big, they will burst and wreak havoc on your body. Mm -hmm. um, And then you won't have a cycle. So obviously with that, you won't be fertile, yada, yada, yada. Um, But having PCOS really taught me how to notice my, my period and learn about the whole cycle. And so why cycle syncing is so in, is, is so important is because there are four stages to your cycle. Each cycle or each stage is so important to leading up to your cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, first is your follicular stage, and that's really important to make sure you don't have any excess estrogen. And then you also want to be able to create enough estrogen. So making sure you support your body in that stage will affect every week following, mm-hmm. and even that that period three weeks later. Um, or for me, if I have a f- period three weeks later, right. So I'm actually in my follicular phase right now. Um, so how do you know? I think people are wondering <laughs> how you even know. Yes. Yeah, so obviously the best way to start is notice when your period is. And then when you get off, you are in your follicular phase and that's when your hormones are at their lowest point and you're starting to build your energy levels back up. You're starting to feel better. You're starting to feel like yourself. You're like, Hey, I'm a new woman. Like, yes, I'm not in my period anymore. It's great. And that's, um, that's where I am. So I'm starting to feel better. I'm starting to get my great time to do the podcast. Oh yes. It's perfect. Um, y'all got the best version of Zane. Yes. You get it right now. Um, and then the next stage you'll notice, um, sorry to be a little gross, but yes, your cervical fluid will change, um, during ovulation phase and you'll have a little bit more. 
Um, and your energy levels are peaked. You're feeling real good. You're, I mean, you're super confident. You're outgoing, um, which is when you're ovulating and obviously makes sense because that's when you're most fertile. So, so the Lord wanted to create you yes. in a way you'd be excited. You want to get excited about it when it's time to make some babies. That's hilarious. Um, I love it. Oh, Lord, so, you're so clever. I know. <laughs> so he did that. And then after your ovulation stage, you have your luteal stage. So it's when progesterone kind of takes the floor. Estrogen has completely dropped off. Your mood might start to shift. And if you didn't have good regulated val- um, levels of estrogen and progesterone, you can have what we call PMS symptoms. That's me. Yes. They're not normal. They're not normal. Girl, though, you need to listen. I <laughs> PMS every... I, okay, I saw a really funny and sort of explicit Instagram post um, on my popular feed, which is just dangerous. You should just never go on there. Yeah. Um, but it was hilarious. It said... Um, what did it say? I'm trying to think about it verbatim. I so should have saved it. But it said something like, when you cry one day over spilt cereal and the next day you start your period, you're like, oh, praise. I knew I wasn't weak. (laughs) Something like that. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah. You know it's coming. I cried over the way my pillowcases were being folded one time. And I knew. And the next day, sure enough. (laughs) And I was like, praise God, I'm not crazy. You're not crazy. PMS makes you feel crazy. I mean, your hormones... If I could show y'all a chart, it, they're literally going like this. So a when wave. people say you're on yeah. a roller coaster, your hormones are literally going up and down, up and down, up and down. Mm-hmm. And in your luteal phase, your estrogen's gone, which is what balances your hormones and your mood levels. Mm-hmm. So if you don't, if you I mean if you bottomed out on estrogen completely, you will have PMS symptoms. You'll have some bloating, some cramps, mood swings, acne, all those lovely things. Um, and so getting to a point to know that's actually not what God wanted for me. He didn't want me to be miserable. Right. Two weeks before every period, you know, two weeks out of every month, he didn't want that for me. Um, I just need to learn how to support my body, regulate my cycle, and get a cycle because I do want to be fruitful and multiply someday. Amen. Um, <laughs> and so um, it's important to know the four stages and how to support them because you can prevent PMS, any other issues, And it's just, it's what God created us to be. Yeah. Okay. Her second question. What does it look like to learn to honor the different needs your body has at different points of the month? That's a really good question. Yeah. Good job, Mary Scott. I know. Mary Scott killing it. Um, So, I mean, I've been able not only supporting my body and feeling the changes in my body like week to week. So yes, in my follicular phase versus luteal, I'm going to be eating different foods. And that's amazing that I can do that, but also noticing the differences in how my mental state is Mm -hmm. um, and how I'm connected to the Lord differently throughout the month. Um, It's kind of weird, but I mean, in my follicular phase and ovulatory phase, I'm like so open to new things the Lord wants to throw my way. Um, it's like an, it's like a new mindset that I have my, you know, estrogen's helping me out and more balanced. I'm like, I'm not really thinking through all the logical things. I'm like, yes, Lord, you throw it my way. I'm going to do it. Um, which is why I said yes on this podcast. (laughs) This is not like me, but, um, I love it. Yeah. So noticing the different mental states and that's what God called women to do because at different types of the month, times of the month you're able to think through things differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, now I'm like, yes, I'm so excited about things, but more in my luteal and period phase, I'm like thinking logically, like questioning things and being more 
what needs to get done right now kind of thing. I turn into a pessimist. I could tell you right now. Yeah. It's a thing. I'm a challenger whenever it comes to the luteal phase for me, for sure. That's pretty cool Mm -hmm. that you see that too. I'm just not noticing it. And I guess this is what, why I'm so excited to have you on the show is because it's just about knowing it and having the information and having access to the information to be able to identify things. Because identification is the first step to anything. Yes. Knowing that there is an issue or knowing that there's not an issue. And if there is, how to move forward. Okay. Yeah. So good. Keep going. I'm so interested. Yeah. I mean, just kind of going off of that, like the information, just knowing and learning about your body and how God created it is going to empower you to want to take care of it. I mean, it's going to make you see, yes, this is my holy temple. Um, and you'll create a better appreciation. I honestly didn't come over my eating disorder or like disordered eating, orthorexia, body image issues until I actually learned what my body did, not just what it was for. Like, yes, it's for the Lord, but how does it work? Mm -hmm. And seeing how it works, how I can nourish it, how it changes, how to support my cycle, all of these things. I love my body curves and all. I love it. I love how God created it, what he has done for each and every one of us in our cycles, um, the emotions we have. I mean, we're able to think through things differently, where as men, you know, they have those logical mindsets all month long, but we get different ones. So we get a broad spectrum, you know? Um, It's just really cool to see God working through, yes, as weird as it sounds, through my cycle. Um, It's just beautiful how he created the earth to literally be in sync with everything in my body. So practically moving forward, if we were to talk about food in this aspect of your cycle all month long, how does food play into all of it? I mean, spiritually, now we know, obviously, there's going to be different phases that you're operating emotionally completely different than others. Food-wise, is it the same? Like it all kind of varies? Yes. So it varies per stage. So follicular, ovulatory, luteal, and menstrual, your body needs support on different levels each phase. This is just fascinating. It's me. really fascinating. Um, and so in your follicular phase, which I'm now, I'm trying to incorporate, you know, light, not so cooked food. So I'm thinking like some fresh bell peppers, eggs in the morning. Um, I do have some toast because my body needs some more. I'm, my energy levels are building up, so I need some heavier carbs. Um, so I love my Ezekiel bread with an egg. I had it this morning with almond butter and some honey and yes. some oranges, That's citrus so fruits. Good. Um, and so just really everything light and fresh and energizing. And then as I go to my ovulatory phase, it's going to change just a little bit. Um, I like to think of it as like my red phase because it, red berries, like strawberries, raspberries, um, and then some coconut, Red lentils, those kind of foods are going to support your body as you're peaking your estrogen levels and making sure that you're, when they do, when your estrogen does drop off, it's not completely bottomed out. So you want to completely support that with a good amount of fiber and healthy fat. Um, so I love adding in some flax seeds when I'm ovulating. And then um, as you enter your luteal phase, that's the phase where a lot of people have PMS. And so obviously we're having the cravings. Your body is a little bit slower. And being able to recognize that and actually honor that and say, okay, my body is telling me to slow down right now, so I'm not going to work out intense this week. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to take this week off um, and just take it slower, maybe just take walks. I eat lots of sweet potatoes those weeks because it's very grounding and they're they're sweet, so they kind of curb any cravings that come my way. Um, But just really thinking of like root vegetables, like potatoes, sweet potatoes, 
radishes, cucumbers, that kind of stuff. Um, and then in your menstrual cycle, really, I mean, your body's pushing out a lot. I don't think people realize that your body is overworking when you're on your period. So last week, yeah, boys, did you hear that? <laughs> I just want to make it's sure my husband listens to this episode. <laughs> it's It'll a lot. It'll explain everything. Exactly. So when we're on our period, our body is working so hard to push out so many nutrients that we have, minerals, um, as well as your uterine lining. It's a lot. It's yeah. exhausting. And so last week was my period, and I completely took the week off from working out. Um, I was just to a point where I, I just couldn't. I was so that tired. body connection. It's great. I feel yeah. great this week. Um, and so being able to slow down during your period and then notice you need antioxidants. You've got to cleanse your blood. Um, you've got to reestablish all of those nutrients that you're losing. So yes, it is weird, but I mean, some seaweed chips, um, I like to put some seaweed in my grains. They're so high in iron, magnesium, all those nutrients that we need. Seafoods are like packed with those. Mm -hmm. Um, and then lots and lots and lots of dark, dark berries. So high in antioxidants as well as like dark vegetables, like the red cabbage, the kale, um, that kind of stuff. So crazy. I have a funny question for you. Yeah. So when you are eating all these great foods, obviously, and then of course the cravings come when you're oh, going yes. through the other cycles that you're just like, okay, I've got to get some pizza or whatever. Yeah. How does Will fit into all of this? Does he appreciate the healthiness? Is he does he crave the burger? You know what I mean? Like yeah. I feel like men are so different and in the attempts to be healthy. Thomas is so great. Like he he just eats whatever I put on the plate. Except for <laughs> sometimes spaghetti squash. He's like, Okay, we've had so much spaghetti squash recently. Let's right. have some real noodles. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Where's my spaghetti? Where's, yeah, where's my Alfredo sauce? Like, yeah. So I wanna know how he plays into this. Does he, he has been it? a trooper. Yeah. Um, he absolutely loves it. He really appreciates it. And the first year we were married, when we were going through this time of like mm-hmm. learning how to take care of our bodies, he actually, I'm really hoping he's not going to listen to this, but he had um, acne on his forehead. Um, and I never told him it was there. Like I never said, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know what to send anything. Good for you. I go and pick them. <laughs> I'm like, hey, can I get that? Oh, no, that? I can't touch it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, but he had forehead acne and um, – as I was learning, I was like, maybe he has a food intolerance. We're going to play around with this. And so I switched up his milk. Um, we had almond milk and made nothing with cheese for like two weeks. And we found out that, yes, he has a dairy intolerance. Um, and so now he feels better. He His skin is completely clear. And just like this summer, he I've made some kind of random dish. I don't know what it was, but it was healthy. And he said, I just really appreciate these healthy meals. He was like, I feel good. I... And, like, I'm able to focus better at school. He was, like, when – because I was gone for, like, a week. At some point, I went on vacation, went to the beach with my sister. Um, and he was cooking on his own, you know, just putting a pizza in the oven. Um, and he said he didn't feel good. He didn't feel like he had a clear mind. He couldn't focus at school as well. And so when I came back and started cooking, he was, like, I just love that you cook so good. I feel good. That's so sweet. Yes. The appreciation. I know. Very sweet. I was curious, yeah. Good answer. Great job, Will. I know. <laughs> Gold star. <laughs> I love that. Have you ever thought about writing this all down, writing a book, or how can people get their hands on this information? <gasps> Tell us about your services and what you do. So yes, I have thought about writing a book. Um, maybe one day long down the road. Um, but my favorite book, and I'm sure you've heard of it, is Woman Code for okay. Getting Started. Um, 
that's just like it she explains it in the simplest terms nothing too over the head nothing too sciencey and she breaks it down each phase how to eat for each phase and you can start there woman code woman code it's a hot pink book I think it's got the female sign on it. Great. We're going to uh, put that in the show notes. It's, it's good. It's a good, very good place to start. Um, and that's, I mean, once you get into that, you're going to want to learn more. Um, I actually have some books linked on my website that I can share with you. Um, but then as far as me, I, um, I am a health coach and I love to focus on girls with, obviously we all have hormones, but hormonal issues that they want to balance or if they want to learn what my hormones are. Um, and so I take in clients one-on-one and then in January, I'm actually launching a group coaching session where you can bring in your friends, do it with your friends. So it's not just like me and you talking about hormones all day. (laughs) Um, but we'll do fun things like go to True 40 together, go to the studio that I work. Um, it's going to be fun, but we'll do like different exercises where I teach you how to eat for your stages. We'll talk through every, I mean, your cervical mucus from your period to your feelings, your emotions, um, and just kind of learn how to regulate everything. Um, and it's a lot of fun. I actually had a client this past year. Um, we started in February and she has PCOS too. So if you have PCOS, just know it's not the end of the world. Um, you can have babies, you can have periods. Let's talk. Yeah. Um, but she, so she had PCOS and then she called me and she was like, I have no idea what to do. Like I haven't had a cycle in five years. I what like help me (laughs) and I was like oh gosh okay and so we just started by cleansing her liver so cleansing your liver is a wonderful place to start so if you have any stored toxins or any excess hormones or synthetic hormones they're built up in your your liver that's your trash can but if it's overflowing it's not doing its job anymore yeah so cleansing that out and really letting your body have a, a restart is absolutely incredible and by doing that she had her period in 10 days what yes and then we just regulated it from there with God's foods and learning about the body. And in five months, she was pregnant. And now she's due this coming February. And she's having a sweet little baby boy. The front door. No. It's so amazing. So amazing. It works. It works. God, God, I mean, God is so good. He yeah. designed our bodies and the food that he created for us. It works. Um, Especially with a female body. Yes. And I think that's what's so interesting and so precious, in my opinion, is how intricately we are made. Don't get me wrong. I mean, men, y'all are awesome too. Oh, yeah. But, like, we have something really special that we're able to do. The whole purpose we're here on earth, like, the way that it works and how we can love ourselves through it. Yes. Um, You've read Captivating by Stacey Eldridge. Listen, okay, there's a book called Captivating by okay. Stacey Eldridge, and it doesn't cover as much of like the food and all of that, but it covers scripturally why women are here and what we go through emotionally and mentally oh, while we're this. here. Um, yeah, and it, it just is an empowering book, and I wouldn't say like feminist by any means. Um, it just kind of gives you an idea <laughs> of who we are and why we are the way we are. Yeah. One of the things she talks about is how we are the pinnacle of creation how God created the mountains. He created the fish in the sea. He created animals. More specifically than that, he created things in order of importance. So first he created light. Then he created the division of earth and sea. Then he created fish. And then he created animals. Like it gets bigger and bigger. And then he created man. And he kind of sat back and he was like, hmm, still not good enough. And then he was like, this world needs some women. And he added Eve. That is amazing. Isn't that so cool? And and we are the pinnacle. And he said, now it's very good. Like, now it's done. Wow. We're done now because we have a woman. I've got to go read this book. You've got to. It's oh so word. cool. And it even gives you almost the permission to act as a woman to say, like, hey, 
like the way that you care too much, quote unquote, about details to this yeah. world. Like God cares about details too, or oh else there wouldn't gosh. be leaves on the trees. You know what I mean? So it kind of gives you the permission to just be a girl. And I feel like that's kind of where this episode has totally gone. It's like, hey, we're we're great. We're awesome. Yes. And we do some pretty <laughs> flippin' neat things. Yes. Our body does, and we do, and we get to conquer things because we operate well. And yes. so how do we operate well? And I just so appreciate all of the wisdom that you brought. I mean, I am I need some of these textbooks. I'm gonna go <laughs> and look at all the ones that you linked because I'm so interested. I've just gotten so many answers to why things are happening or not happening. Yeah. And so I hope y'all that are listening feel the exact same way of a few of those aha moments (laughs) and we're so grateful okay and then of course we do need to know what are you loving these days what are you reading listening to using okay anything um I kind of hate to answer this this way because it sounds so cliche no but I really am loving essential oils right now yeah um I'm getting to learn the science behind it we actually had a nurse come teach at the studio that I work at. She taught a class on just the science behind it and how it works in our bodies. And she just teaches how, you know, the oil of the plant is the lifeblood of the plant. And everything, I mean, even some plants have hormones. And so the hormones wow. from that plant transfers perfectly for our bodies. Um, and so seeing that work on my body and using different oils on my ovaries, it's absolutely amazing. Um, you know, that really is our, our medicine that God gave us. So that's what I'm loving right now. And if you had to pick one essential oil oh, no. to live with for the oh, rest God. of your life, <laughs> I know, I know. Um, good news is that's not for real. Yeah, so. this isn't for real. So not being for real, but kind of for real. It's a blend called sclerescence and it's for my ovaries. Okay. It's for my hormones. They, there's a different, there's different plants you can use, but this one has like clary sage, peppermint, um, a little bit of thyme, rosemary, and it really, the hormones from those plants work perfectly in balancing my estrogen levels. So I literally, if I'm having any discomfort or even leading up to my period, I'll put it on my abdomen, my lower abdomen, and I don't have any cramps. I don't have any issues. It just kind of creates a balance where those imbalances are. And then I have a good period and all is well. And oh it feels gosh. good because it's got the peppermint. <laughs> oh, yes. And it's a really good brand. Um, so one thing you need to know about essential oils is if you want to go get some, don't go to Target, don't go to Bed Bath & Beyond or Walmart and get those $9 oils because um, the FDA allows different additives and different oils to be added in there and so you're not getting the full benefit and sometimes they're filled with fragrances, which, long story short, the can place. imbalance your hormones. Um, so if you want to get good brands, I use Young Living. Um, and it's a wonderful, I mean, absolutely wonderful brand, um, going through seed to seal. Um, I mean, it's completely pure. So do your research. Young Living's great, but I mean, definitely do your own research on that one. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Zane, we are so thankful for real. <laughs> Thank you for having me. All I love the talking wisdom. about this. I know I can tell. <laughs> and that's the most fun is whenever someone just says, Hey, yeah, I just want to spill the beans. I want to sh- share all the information with you. And of course it's hard to pack that in a 45 minute conversation. Yeah. So if people wanted to know more, we're going to go ahead and link you and yeah. everything that you do and your company. Okay. Where can people find you on Insta? It's olive dot and dot Eve. Olive dot and dot Eve. Okay. Yes. <laughs> olive and Eve. I yes. love it. Olive and Eve. You're the bomb. Thank you for having me. It was a best. lot of fun. You're the best. Thank you. Thank you. 
I feel like I just know my body so much better after that episode. I feel empowered, I feel encouraged, and I hope that you feel the same. You can find all the things that we covered on today's podcast on our show notes at BehindTheBlissPodcast.com. If you loved this episode and you've been loving other episodes as well, we would love if you headed over to iTunes and left us a review. It's super quick and simple. You just would rate us on a scale one to five stars and leave a simple message if you'd like. This gives us an idea of what you're expecting, what you're loving. We can read your feedback and adjust accordingly. I'm not sure if you saw, but Mary Scott and I released a mini episode the other day that I think you might want to tune into. It has some really fun content about upcoming interviews and other secrets we can't wait to spill. If you want to become more involved with the podcast, we now have an opportunity just for you. Yes, you can become a co-contributor of Behind the Bliss Podcast. You can do this by using a platform we just implemented called Patreon. On Patreon, you can pay $8 a month to become a patron of this podcast. That means you get exclusive content, giveaways, behind-the-scenes videos, and early access to shows. If you want to hear more about this topic and you're interested in becoming a patron, I highly recommend you listen to the last episode all about supporting Behind the Bliss. We are so grateful for you all and cannot do this without you. So we kind of just wanted to provide one more step and a new opportunity to be involved. Like I said, Mary Scott and I are so excited about all of the things to come and we can't wait to share them with you shortly. In the meantime, I hope you all have the best week ever and you enjoyed today's episode. Have a great week.